0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition to The Point Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well on this beautiful Tuesday. Technically this is episode 100 of To The Point. Um, it's This is episode 100. Uh, we're gonna have a special episode as I put on Facebook and Instagram and other platforms today. I'm gonna be interviewing Doug McLean on Thursday. So it's a special 100 week here at To The Point. Um, when I started in November I never thought I'd get to 100 let alone do like 10. So this is it's a pretty cool and exciting uh, week for me. I'm I'm happy, and you know the guy. You know my co-host tonight has been with me since day one, and I approached him about doing this, and he he welcomed it with open arms. And as you all know, he's only getting better and better as he goes along. So, Shay, uh, how you doing? And and I like your uh, like your sweater. Thank you.
1: Yes, just got this today. Uh, shout out Elsie. It's a uh, it's quite the thing that Sawyer has has done for uh, for the community, and more importantly for for youth hockey. So thought I'd give a shout out and it's actually not a bad sweater so good job for. um but no uh no it's good Stays going great doing well uh to your comments yeah it was pretty rough probably in the beginning uh, a little choppy probably but I hope I've, I hope I've gotten better uh, both of us have gotten better since so no I'd say it's all good and congratulations on such a big land for for week uh, week 100 and uh if everyone I speak for everyone and say really really happy for you and you know this has probably probably been a dream of yours for a long time and to see it growing so far is uh, is is an excellent matter. So congratulations.
0: Oh, thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean Doug McLean's a guy I look up to for a long time and to get him to interview him and uh got some questions lined up, still working on it, but I'm gonna try to make it fun and entertaining for everybody. So people you're looking for something to do, uh, Thursday at four o'clock, come on Facebook. I'll it'll be on the podcast proper later so you can listen to it uh like PVR. if you're not there you can listen to it later so it'll be available all the time but yeah really looking forward to talking to doug and you know everything he's done in the game so that should be a lot of fun tonight we're gonna be talking some nba uh we're gonna talk about succession then i get going i say uh hbo and they're so greedy and they want me to they want to make us pay extra money and i said let's Let's just figure this out this week. Let's pivot for a week, and we'll talk some NBA because it's a lot's happening in the the NBA world right now. A lot of injuries. Some teams, it's really hard to figure out who's a contender and who's not. But I thought we'd start off tonight, Shay, talking about Saturday night. I watched the whole game. I was flipping between that and the Jets-Oilers. But one of the – I think the best game so far this year in the NBA between the Celtics, your Celtics, and the Golden State Warriors where Jason Tatum and Steph Curry went back and forth the whole night and your Celtics ultimately prevailed with, uh, with a massive victory, but um, huge showcase for both players and uh, definitely a statement game for Jason Tatum.
1: Yes, I was out and about, so I obviously couldn't get to watch the full game. I did watch the 10-minute highlight video on YouTube, and you're, you're right. Like it, it felt like just a toss between the two, and we'll get to Stephen Curry after, but he's playing out of his mind uh, basically by himself on that team. So you know, kudos to him. He's, he's been a player all season long. But, yeah, no, unbelievable game. And, you know, was it just the shootout or what, what made it such a great game for, in, in your eyes, Joe?
0: Um, no team could get ahead by a lot. You know, in the NBA, a 10-point deficit can be erased so quickly now with with the three. You could know, thank Steph Curry for that. Yeah. But, you know, Curry would hit a three. Then Tatum would take the ball, and he, he, he likes to shoot the long two, but they get the two. And then, like you said, if Curry's not scoring, Golden State – they really don't have a second option. Yeah, <laughs> Martin, the passer. There's no Kelly Oubre Saturday night. Obviously, Clay's out. Kevin Durant's in Brooklyn. He's not playing there either. But uh, you know, they like I think Damon Damian Lee was their second leading scorer, and he was off the bench. So it, yeah, yeah, Phil Kessel. It's not good, eh? <laughs> um, so it it was just back. It came and it came down to the last couple minutes. And another reason is there was no. Uh, no timeouts. It was a free-flowing game.
1: Not choppy and yet.
0: Yeah, you know, those last five minutes at NBA game can be so cringeworthy because you just see timeout after timeout. This Tatum hit a three with about 54 seconds left. That was really the dagger. and But it it, it was alive the whole game because Curry came back down the floor and hit a three. So it was like, okay, is this maybe not over? So yeah, it was just a back and forth affair where both guys really were confident and not afraid to shoot the shot.
1: Yeah, and one thing about Curry, too, is, you know, some people say, like, you know, is he not getting defended enough? Is he not getting defended well enough? It's really not the case. It's just him being able to create that space and find that shot every time. Like, contested or not, he's he's going to make it. Like, that's how consistent he is every time he shoots that. And, uh, yeah, he's just just a dangerous player overall.
0: Yeah, do you see that shot he made with his left hand? No, I did not. What was this? Incredible. He... He had a man on him. The guy fouled him, but he had the ball in his left hand. So obviously he shoots with his right. So he was just inside the three point line. And he fired it up with his left hand and he goes in with an and one. And oh my God. He, I, he's just, I mean, there's literally not many guys you can say, okay, if a guy pulls up from half court, if he shoots it, that's a bad shot. Curry, Curry's not going to bitch at him because he could, he can knock that down with ease. Easy. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, regarding, you know, last night, your Celtics lost, lost the bulls they, yeah. they've been hot late winning eight to nine. Then they lose to the bulls who are desperate. Um, this, uh, golden state beats the, uh, 76ers, but they were without Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, your Celtics, they've been up and down, mostly down this year, but they still have a nucleus of a team that has gone to the playoffs has had some success. Yeah how do you view their playoff chances uh right now as 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 their team sits right now well
1: and this is you know this is going to be a jab at Danny Danny Ainge with no major center and no you know I love Robert Williams I think I think he could potentially be a number one big man at some point throughout his career Mm -hmm. he's not ready he's not ready for that role yet he's you know he's He's a good player, and I see a lot of talent in him. I think he set to us to develop more of a, a more consistent shot, both inside and outside the three-point line. Um, but with no big man, their, their shot is fairly, fairly slim. Like, even picking up Evan Fournier, who I think has been just okay for them, I, I, I'm not entirely sold on him yet. Uh, I, I still don't see it. Like, adding another slashing guard doesn't didn't seem to be more of a solution. It just seemed to be kind of adding something you didn't really need, in, in, in my mind and you brought it up before, you know, if they could have went out and got an Andre Drummond, a major rebounder, a guy who could, you know, grab 13, 14 boards a night. I think that would have been great because a lot of times they lose these games and it, it's been all year with them. They're getting out rebounded every time. And it's, and like, well, we all know like that it's a recipe for disaster. If you can't grab, you know, rebounds in your own end, and your, your opponent gets offensive rebounds. It's, it, it's just, that's just not good. But it. On top of that, though, I think that they still have a chance to go deep in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think that with Tatum and Brown there, there's always, you know, you say that core nucleus. You got Marcus Smart there. You have Kemba Walker. When he plays well, he seemed the team seems to do overall does better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, and there's a you know there's a few other guys I mentioned. One guy I wanted to bring up for you, Jabari Parker. Is he? Do you think that was a necessary add? Do you think it was okay? Just where they lack on that big man side. Do you think? Yeah. It's going to make a difference. He
0: he is long. Like um, yeah. he actually played well, Saturday. I think he had 15 points Saturday night. And I, I think it was, you know, it's a low risk, high reward uh, because yeah. if he stinks, well, whatever, you know, he's cost you no money. He's a guy that's just waiting for an opportunity. So, you know, he's going to come in and give it his all. And yeah. he's a guy that was regarded as a real, as a prospect that was going to be a huge player in the league, but, he tore, tore his Achilles, then blew his ACL. But like you said, they they got. I like Robert Williams too. I think he's he's kind of like a Chris Boucher without the three point yeah. shot. He's obviously bigger, but he he brings a lot of energy off the bench. I didn't get why they got rid of Tice if they don't add a center. Like I I get they traded him, but yeah, why why lose another big man? Because Tristan will play obviously, but they're not going to play Taco. Um. So, but I think Jabari is. Could be a good ad. You could put him. There might be a situation where you might have to play him at the five. I mean, we see a lot of small ball. And in the east, Brooklyn, when DeAndre Jordan's not on the floor, they they they're basically smaller. play small. Uh yep. 76ers, they're the only team that really doesn't because they have Dwight and Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Milwaukee, they're a smallish team already because Brooke Lopez is not your traditional center. Mm-hmm. So I think they can match up well with these teams. And I guess the only other guy is Clint Capella uh, who is having a tr- terrific season under the rate. I mean, at 20, 25 and 24 on Sunday, incredible yeah. performance for him, but I don't, I don't mind the Jabari. Yet. I think he, like I said, he could be a, a diamond in the rough for them if, if everything goes well.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, it's when we went back, back to their season, it's just kind of been this injury ridden season where Tampa mm-hmm. has been in and out, you know, Tatum had the spell with co- the COVID uh protocols um there's marcus mark didn't play a lot at the beginning of the year so i don't read them you know obviously you can't because all teams deal with injuries right but it, it does seem like it's been one of these years where they just kind of caught this injury bug slash covid bug and you know i i do think that that's kind of affected them now they have won before they lost yesterday they they did win six of straight which was yeah which was good, which was something they needed, I think, as a confidence booster, just kind of rolling into this last, I don't know, 12, maybe 15 games that they need to make it to the playoffs. But I, th- I think they have no trouble getting to the playoffs. I think it's just how far they're going to get is kind of going to be interesting because of who they're going to match up with.
0: Right. Yeah. For them, they obviously want to get I don't. – they're not going to catch Milwaukee. No. So get that four or five seed uh, because you don't want to play Milwaukee – uh, brooklyn or philly in the first round and that's yep. obvious but you take your chances with atlanta i think atlanta is an up-and-coming team and the, they're dangerous you know i think they're gonna be really good a couple of years here if they draft a few more good players potentially free agents want to go back to atlanta now because atlanta is a in the nba it is a destination city uh right because of you know ask lou williams i mean he loves it uh, you know lemon pepper <laughs> lou uh, but they got trey young who He's fun. He, uh, like I said, Capella's oh. there. Houston gave up on him, and he. I think he's just telling them to f off every time he grabs a rebound. Pretty
1: much. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Productive. They got John Collins, Kevin Her. You know, gotta love your white uh, redhead three point shooters. Yeah. Um. So gotta love him. They. Correct. And Bogdanovich is a good player. Like they. yeah. Yep. They're. They're. They're a little scary. I think. I think Boston Atlanta would be a fun series. I'd love to watch that one because. Mm-hmm. As you know, in the, in the NBA first round, I think the NHL, the first round is always, always the most entertaining. It's the complete opposite in the NBA because it's normally yeah, a lot so of clear cut and sweeps. But yeah. this year might be different because the East is wide open.
1: Yeah, even some matches up in the West are, are like close. Like <laughs> the first six teams, yeah, they're, you know, they maybe have gotten away, but I don't like – those last, you know, and with this plan, Chuggy, it could be a lot different because right. a team that maybe deserves to be in there that could got the seventh or eighth seed might just get booted out because just because, right? Right. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I do anticipate like a very, very good couple first round matchups, um, but obviously that's still that's still a ways away before we can determine you know who we think is going to be those matchups.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Still a lot of ball to be played, like you said. Um, the opposite of, is we mentioned Steph Curry uh the guy 11 straight 30 point games after 49 last night against the 76ers the the guy i i said this last week he's one of the most influential people in the history of the game and he might be the most influential player in the history of the game because we watched ncaa we watched march madness how many kids are jack and threes yeah. Like, I think we, if we watch AAU, kids are just shooting threes like Steph Curry because you can't be Shaq, you can't be um, Yao Ming, you can't be seven feet tall and just you know be that jacked and kill people. Yeah, but maybe if you're a little guard, I mean Steph six two, six one, like he's not a big guy, hundred seventy pounds. You could be Steph Curry if you got a shot, and mm-hmm. yeah, you got to work on your handle. He's obviously unbelievable. Yeah. But I think some people they can picture themselves in Steph Curry more than they can, you know, Kevin Durant or, like I said, Shaq and other big name players.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think the name recognition around the world now—that's that's, that's okay. what you really think of when you think of Stephen Curry. Like, like he uh, that those run where he, they were in the they were in the finals five years in a row. I'd say he was probably just as big as maybe even Jordan when he was in his prime in those in those '90s series. So you think about that. I think about him you are basically saving this Golden State franchise. Like, think about the new arena, Juggy. Think about all, you know, everything that's happened since he's been there. Yeah, the, only, the, the, only major, the only major players I can think of is run TMC, which was uh, Richmond, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Chris Mullen. That's right. the only thing I think of beyond the Steph Curry area of the Golden State Warriors. So I, I think he's done that, which, you know, who knows, maybe they relocate if they, if they didn't find success. Um, but yeah un- unbelievable player um, and I think you're right when it comes back to how he's influenced the game I think of often like how you see more and more big man jack up threes and you rewrite that that's in the NCA too um, but that never really happened until about 2015-2014 before that you saw more traditional Dwight Howard centers grab boards you know work in the paint Al Horford same thing after that is really when it started to expand. And, you know, you saw guys like Brooke Lopez start shoot threes. Um, uh, Jokic, as long as he's been in the league, he's probably been shooting. Yeah, threes.
0: Even like um, Valentunas, like we always joke yeah. that he couldn't shoot a three. And then it became, you know, summer threes, him and Amir Johnson started shooting threes for the Raptors. So yeah, it, they, they pivoted, like they, they changed, like you said, with, with Curry and the change, changing landscape of the game.
1: Yeah. No, it's um, no. Yeah. And exactly. It's fantastic. summer. Yeah. Summer threes. Yeah. That's you're right. I can't, I can't even imagine how many times me and you said summer threes to each other, but that, and and we laughed about it. We laughed about it then, but you know, now it's a, that's a staple. And it seems like if you want to be a legit center now in the league, you have to have some kind of shooting game beyond the arc. Like you see Joel Embiid, he'll jack him up once in a while. I hated seeing him, but Daniel Tice, you know, he's not a great example, but Every time he took a three, I cringe because I was like, you're not going to make this like, but everyone's pushing to do it because they know how effective it is in the game and they know how much it means to their team to to grab that extra point.
0: Right. And now in the NBA, if you, if you shoot a mid range shot and you're not Kevin Durant, I think your coach hates you silently because the Houston Rockets philosophy forever under Daryl Morey was shoot threes and layups. And that's all you can, that's all you can do because you're not shooting a mid-range shot ever. Like James Harden can shoot the three, he can drive. PJ Tucker was going to shoot corner threes. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook was going to drive, shoot the three poorly whenever he had it. But it, that was their philosophy and it got them so far. Then ultimately win it for them, but the mid-range shot is slowly leaving the game for better or for worse. And a lot of that has to do with Steph Curry because when does he ever shoot a mid-range shot? I, I, you could count probably the mid range shots he's shot in his career. Cause if he sees that he's um, inside the three point line, he'll take that extra half step back just to get the extra point. Of course, three, three is going to be two every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, as of now, the mid range is still, you know, it's still there and, and there's guys who do it very well. Like Kevin Durant, like you said, I often think of Kevin Garnett actually, when yeah. I think of a mid range too, because he was, he was just so tall and so good at them. He would just do it over smaller defenders. Yeah,
0: even like my guy Dirk. I mean, that was his exactly. that was his team. I mean, that was, yeah. that was Fade
1: his was fadeaway fadeaway two, yeah. Exactly. And you know, and this is crazy to think about, but if there was a Clay Thompson or Draymond more regularly in the lineup, where do you think Golden State lands in this in this, you know, this race in the Western Conference because they, like Clay Thompson, that's an extra 20, 30 points every night you're getting.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Especially with all the injuries in the West, um, you know the Lakers missing AD and LeBron. We got Jamal Murray out for the season. Damian Lillard's out right now for the uh, for the Trailblazers. Nurkic has missed almost the whole season. I, I think they're top three for sure. Like because Clay, yeah. Draymond, and Steph, I think they would have came into the season with a lot with a chip on their shoulder. And you know, people saying they're done or they're they're rode off, and I mean, they're they're just winners. Those three guys—that's yeah. what they've done their whole career, right? So, I I think they would have came out men possessed, and I, I think they at least finished top four in the Western Conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I, I agree with that assumption. drink uh, I'm not a, if anyone knows me, I'm not a big Draymond fan. I don't I don't like him just. Not, not more media stuff because I do does think he does a, a lot for sticking up for other players around the league but just the way he plays he's kind of a not dirtier player but he's more aggressive uh, of, he's like a rat kind of a little bit he's the NBA's you know rat so the NBA's yeah. Brad Marchand if anyone needs a comparison and he's a great player I'm not even going to dig him that because he can do it all he passes rebounds and scores if he needs to but I just don't like him I and the the yell, the yelling, and all that—it's just—it's just too much for me. I've just never been a fan. But Golden State—they got—and you think about their team now. Like if they were to keep Kelly O'ray, maybe a bench guy coming off the bench, doing a little bit of scoring. Wiggins—you know—it doesn't have to be a star, but he can produce and you know back kind of be that three like under Clay and Steph. And then you got Wiseman, and he's the biggest factor for me. If Wiseman can do what he did in college. At the NBA level, I think that's a competitive team, and then like a contending team, actually. Sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I the biggest thing for Clay is it's going to be basically two years that he hasn't played. Mm. I hope huh. he can come back because I I have such an appreciation for him because he's just he does it the right way. He comes from a basketball family. I, I can't say a bad word about him because he's just he's about. I think he just loves basketball, so mm. I I think nobody will work harder than him to come back. But yeah, Wiseman's such an X factor because he's had an up and down year. He's out for the season now with an injury. But I for him, I just think he needs to simplify it. Master the, your mid-range game before you go to the three-point line. And I think he was kind of too worried about shooting the three when you're not that great in the paint yet. Like di- dip your foot in before you go, you know, jump in head first.
1: Yeah. Cause he's a, I mean, he's like, he's, he's a young player, right? He's 19, 20 years old. He has all the time to, to add that three point game to his shot. So yeah, you're right. Develop your, develop your inside game and your mid range and then work from work from going on on there.
0: Yeah. No, but they're, like I said, they're ninth in the West right now. So they're in the play in spot. They're them in San Antonio, I believe are nine, 10 and um, New Orleans is on the outside looking in. They, uh, they're an interesting team. Uh, we didn't have them written down for to cover them, but they should be better.
1: You, with on they paper, are. they should, yeah. They
0: should really be better. Uh, Zion, I think he's having a fantastic season. I, I think he's a lot of fun to watch. He's improved a ton for me. Just, uh, I think, with his fitness and he's just playing the game. Brandon Ingram is a great player. Lonzo Ball, when he wants to, he's a really good player. Yeah. You know, Eric Bledsoe, take him or leave him. He, he was productive on Milwaukee for years. Josh mm-hmm. Hart off the bench is, is a scrappy uh, pit bull. I, I kind of define him that way. Yeah. Steve but, Adams. Uh, Steven Adams, who just grabs boards. You know what he's going to give you. Uh, did it at yeah. OKC for 10 years. Yeah. But th- for them to be three points out of 10, three games out of 10, that's such a disappointing result for them. And I, I, yeah. I don't think they'll make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I had – personally, I had higher expectations for them looking looking into the beginning of the season, you know. Think about Zion having a full season. Ingram, when he did last year, was amazing. But, yeah, no, I, I, it must be – I'm thinking it must be defense for them, like just structurally yeah. defensive because they have so many offensive tools. I just don't think it can be that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, they're bottom three in defensive efficiency. And uh, funny enough, they hire Stan Van Gundy, who's a defensive-minded coach, And they signed into a five-year deal. And are third worst in defense, like you said, they have every offensive weapon you'd want. I mean, you got bench, you got players on rookie contracts. You got some, they had really some really good options. It it looks, I mean, they got Stan for another four years. You're not going to fire him after one, but you got to figure out defensively, you got to get players to buy in. And clearly he hasn't done that yet.
1: Yeah, it could be a time thing too where it's it's going to take a, a year or two just to kind of adjust to his system and the way he likes to play um, and to get everybody on board because sometimes, you know, we've seen it like when you got half the team that's on board, well, it doesn't work because you got those one or two guys that are still lacking and don't know their spots um, defensively and, 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 it break, and they break down and that's how they get scored on.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens w- with New Orleans because I think they'll be competitive for a number of years, but to miss the playoffs another year when you know John Morant was picked second in that draft for Memphis will likely make the playoffs mm. again tough look on uh, New Orleans for sure yeah. uh, no you had something to add no 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 I'm ready to get to the pretenders and contenders yeah I thought this would be fun so we're gonna go over our contenders and pretenders for the ultimate championship right now for the Eastern and Western Conference um you know you could add you got a th- Five teams, three teams um, in each category. Uh, it was an open ended question. So I'll start with you. Who are the contenders in the Eastern Conference for you?
1: Contenders. So I did so I did six. Uh, I no particular order in what they were, you know, what they were standing, but I, just guys I thought were. And contend- uh, contenders, you said? Yeah. Contenders, I have the Nets, Heat, and 76ers. Yes. So, you know, everyone's going to be, like, oh, you picked the top two teams. Well, yeah, I beg the top two teams because they deserve to be there. You know, I can see Brooklyn or I can see uh, Philadelphia being in the being in the NBA championship. Yeah. Why? Because, one, Philadelphia, it doesn't even seem like Ben... I mean, Ben Simmons is effective. Don't get me wrong. Everyone's He's making a big show of becoming the defensive player of the year. But Embiid's just played and played and played so well this season. Yeah. That... I, I could see him just going hot in the playoffs and you know, just just going on a tear. We mentioned in a previous podcast, Seth Curry, what he's done for that team, how big a factor mm-hmm. he's been, other guys. Um, so why uh, is Jake has Jake Milton had a great year? Yeah, yeah, he has. And you know what, You know, probably Philadelphia probably didn't like the contract he was given when he got there, but guess what? He's done, he's wor- He's proven that he's worth every single one of those dollars that he's made. Jake Milton's another guy. He's just kind of a backup guard, but I really like his game as well. So yeah, they just got some effective players, and I I just enjoy their enjoy their game. I I watched a lot of the Philly and t- uh, Celtics games this year's, and they've all been fairly good games so far.
0: Yeah, I also had Nets Sixers, and I I was gonna include Milwaukee and or Miami, I didn't because oh. I, mean, I only went with the two because Milwaukee. You know, they're they're a broken record. Um, Every year it's the same thing. They look good in the regular season. You know, they got Giannis, and they they added Drew Holiday, and they're set, they're firing on all cylinders, and then they get to play a tough opponent, and they bow out. Uh, It happens every year. You build a wall, Giannis can't break through it. They don't have enough players that are good enough to overcome it. They lose. So I don't see that changing, especially going up against Embiid. If you're potentially going to play Embiid, uh, if the Sixers finish first, which I think they will, they'll likely play the Nets in the second round. Even if all those three guys are playing, you're not beating them. But four out of seven, if they're all healthy, Giannis could score 50 every night. They're, they'll be like Jordan playing uh, the Celtics in the 80s. You're still going to lose. Uh, so I I don't like In the heat, I want to you know, they made it to the finals last year and maybe they, they get to the playoffs and they have that playoff pedigree hero and you'll be my hero and Duncan Robinson and, and Bam and even Dragic. Yep. But they've been so inconsistent this season and shaky start. They, worry, they need to get that six seed or higher because if they play the Nets or Sixers in the first round, Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're done the course pretty quick
1: yeah the only reason i have them as a contender is on the fact that they they will probably play a little better it seems like they are on the rise as of late um that you think about their bad start they had this year you were like god like this is a team that just went to the finals could probably end up missing the playoffs yeah but it you know it seems like they they've got a little like i don't know a, a little bite now to their game you know i like jimmy butler's game recently he's he seemed to step it up um but like those the, all those guys you mentioned it bam at bio is just incredible he's an incredible center to be honest like
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's going to be one i think he's got more to his game too i think he's going to be one of these elite elite centers that we've seen these jokic these Embiid's, um and yeah and he's he's i think he's going to be right up there i think he just needs a little bit more time but yeah so that's that's the reason i have them as a contender just because they you know everyone's like oh well they're probably tired from doing it all last year well you know I can still see it. I can still see them going there. They got so many weapons and so many different angles on how they can play, but yeah, you're right. If they if they face uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, KD in the first round, they they're, they're as good as gone.
0: Yeah, uh, but you no, know, they beat the, the Nets at a buzzer beater on Sunday. They won. You know, they've been winning lately. But they they have all the trappings of a good playoff team because they can shoot threes, they play good defensively, and they have a really good coach. So that that obviously is in their favor. And yeah, I, I like I like your first two. How about the pretenders in the Eastern Conference that are really not a threat to win the title?
1: Well, you begged one of them, and that is that is Milwaukee. I don't have to say too much on that, but yeah, it's a it's it is a broken record every year. Well, great regular season, Ghana's gonna win another MVP. But then, you know, a couple rounds in, oh, well, you're toast. Especially last year we're losing to Miami after this this, you know. Gonis had this big season and you know won the mvp mm-hmm. and he was defensive player of the year and then just to go out to that like that like i was like well that that just feels like it's for nothing like i think they to prove themselves they've got to make an nba finals at least at least to make an nba finals and you're right like gone it's it seems like in the playoffs sometimes it's just him out there and you need chris middleton you need god forbid you need brooke lopez to step up which i don't think he can but you still need him there I watched Drew. I watched that game last night with Milwaukee and um,
0: Phoenix oh, Suns. Yeah, yeah. And that
1: it was a very close game. I didn't watch the second half, but I watched pretty much all of the first half. Very close. Drew Holiday looked like a player. I know we, you know, we mentioned him earlier. I, I, I don't know. They just need to figure it out, and they got to get it right in the playoffs. And maybe they have to upset one of these bigger teams. They got to upset a Brooklyn. They got to upset uh, a Miami or a Philadelphia to do it. By the pretenders, I have. Oh, and this and gonna hurt me to say. My I Celtics. know, yeah, yeah,
0: that's number my one. Celtics. Sure
1: that. it, and you don't have to. We don't have to. You know, we're not gonna scream it like we said before. But mm-hmm. no, no, no major big man in there is not gonna win. It's not gonna do you. You get against an Embiid, I've seen it all year long. Embiid's just eating them up, going down, bumping down Tice. Mm-hmm. You know, little little hook, little jump shot. He's dangerous. He's he's the man. Celtics don't have anyone to stop him. Tatum can play all he wants. He can put up forty, you know, forty-five points like he did on Saturday. It's not going to matter if if he, if you oh. can't defend that guy. Um, and lastly, before I throw it over to you, last pretender, uh, Atlanta Hawks, great team, great year. I called it. I said they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I did Joe, Ma- Joe Mason, I said that. He didn't believe me. Yeah. Um But Very yeah,
0: good.
1: yeah. No. And then they 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 went out and proved everyone wrong. Good for them for making the playoffs, but. lack of experience on as their team as a whole is not going to do them well.
0: Yeah. Like you, I thought, I didn't think they'd be as high as they are. Uh, I thought they'd be the eight seed. You know, I thought getting Rondo would help the team. Ultimately they trade him. Uh, He was a non-factor in Atlanta, um, likely play a bigger one in LA, but yeah, we mentioned the players earlier. Trey Young, terrible defensive player, but uh, electric on the offensive end. And yeah, John Collins and Herder, like we said, I, I agree with you. They're not there yet. Experienced, a couple more years, maybe they make a push. Celtics, I agree with you. Uh, they they can make it interesting if they play the Sixers or the Nets. I don't think it's a sweep or a five-game series, but they don't have the firepower to get by them, and they're just, they'll lack, like you said, the center position. And also, I just think – the bench of, you know, 76ers have a really good bench and that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, they can bring to the table uh, against the Nets or Celtics that I think gives them an advantage. And yeah, Milwaukee, uh, they, hopefully they prove us wrong. Cause I think Giannis is a good guy and um, he's won back-to-back MVPs. And I think if he hadn't won back-to-back MVPs, I think he'd be leading the MVP debate this year. a mm-hmm. good year. But uh, he'll, he'll, he'll never win it. He'll probably never not even be nominated because that would be too that would be just too boring for for writers. But um, yeah, I think like I said, net 76ers, potentially Miami if they can make it interesting. But yeah, we're basically on the same page uh, when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Okay. Okay. How about? I like that. Contenders in the West, this is more interesting to me because I think there's a multitude of teams and there's a lot of teams that could be on, a lot of teams that could be off here. So yeah, contenders I have, in the West.
1: I, I have um, I have three, again, uh, Jazz being one of them, obviously they're the top team. They're a contender to me because if they can stay playing at the same pace they've been playing all season, and I doubt they will, I think they'll drop off for some reason if they play a tougher opponent. Mm-hmm. But they've just played so well defensively and so well on the boards. If they could do that in the playoffs, I, I think it would work for them. And I think they can nab their way to a playoff spot. Or sorry, playoff spot to an NBA final spot. Um, other contenders, I have, oof. Actually looking at my lineup now and you, you said a couple players that were hurt. I knew Murray was out for the season. I had the nuggets still, but uh, after thinking about it, that's probably not reasonable to ask. So the in fact, the only other contender I have is the Lakers and that's on the hopes that KD, uh, AD and LA get back or uh, LJ get back. So we'll, we'll see. What, what about
0: you? Yeah. I also have the jazz. I do have the Lakers and it, it's so weird because you got the nets and the Lakers who are both projected to go to the finals and nobody's healthy on these teams. LeBron and Anthony Davis haven't played for three weeks. You gotta, they gotta get back for the playoffs. At least get a few games in, and maybe win a couple, so you don't gotta play Denver in the first round. Well, I mean, that yeah. would be tough, they, even without Murray. Jokic, okay, yeah. Here is Denver's still a good team. Uh, they beat the Clippers last year. Porter and, and you got um, Aaron Gordon there, so I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. You want Dallas or? memphis whoever wins that play in uh in a perfect world even portland i'd rather play portland than uh, play play denver right um i do have the clippers and it i'm really hesitant about the clippers because yeah you got playoff p uh who's gave himself that own if you give yourself a nickname you're a loser in my opinion you got to earn that nickname right um and you know give yourself a your name playoff P and then you just gag away every playoffs you're in. So that's tough, but they do have the, um, the human cyborg and Kawhi Leonard. Uh uh, 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 and you know, he's a two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP. I think he wants to win that third finals MVP with a third different team like LeBron. He'll never say that, but I think he wants it, you know, just to say, Hey, LeBron, you're not the only one that did this buddy. You did it for mm-hmm. one year. Um, and, you know, your boy, Marcus Morris, senior, um, and playing great ball on the senior, uh, playing great ball, uh, for them big zoo. Uh, they, they got, they got Rondo, you know, he was great for the Lakers. I think he can be an impactful player come playoff time. So Mm -hmm. I think they have more options this year than they did last year. So I'll give them a slight edge and it's not in a bubble. So clearly they, they all said they hated the bubble. So maybe they're not in a bubble. So they'll, be more prepared come playoff time yeah
1: yeah and uh, what i did when i was thinking about if the clippers were going to be a pretender contender i basically took the 2019 raptors team and i took the team they have this year i took mm-hmm. out paul george because he's basically useless and i said okay well you know what team is better and if you know the if the team they have now is better than the, that team right. then I will, i'll pick them as a contender but i i just couldn't see it i'd take that team Oh, the, the 2019 Raptors over the 2021 Clippers and that, yeah. but you're right. They have more pieces this year. You know, they took on Patrick Patterson, who's a, who's a decent guy. You can give you, you know, a few minutes a night as a backup role. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope they do make a splash losing in game seven last year to the Nuggets was obviously disappointing because everyone wanted to see that LA versus LA matchup in the conference final. So I hope that returns to fold um and you know it works out that both of those teams can maybe make it in some perfect world like you said um but yeah and paul, paul george just you know pandemic p uh, well, like what why what are you thinking like before yeah. you even step foot on the on the floor you gotta you get a couple games in see how you're feeling then maybe come up with a the nickname then then right. it's valid but even though yeah.
0: yeah, no. when a series or you know don't get swept by lebron in the conference finals uh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. In, in exactly Indiana uh yeah how about pretenders though this this will be more interesting
1: right so so a couple of my pretenders i already mentioned the nuggets and clippers um the Suns i have as pretenders and people are gonna be like oh but why well it's the same reason as Atlanta. they're a good team chris ball is really the only guy on that team that's got a ton of experience you could say jay crowder because he went to he was with miami last year in their run he he's got the experience but other than that this is is a fairly young team um, with some great talent. Devin Brooker's a,
0: a hell of a player. I he love watching him play.
1: He is electric. I saw him just carve my Celtics this year, like one by one, it felt like. But, yeah, it's just that with the lack of uh, experience, I think that they will get folded by somebody like an L.A. team, like even the Utah Jazz. I would love – I don't know about you. How, how fun would that be, a Utah Jazz versus Suns team? And I know what you're thinking, like, Jazz all defense. But I think just just that matchup of Broker and Mitchell would be exciting.
0: No, I'm all for that. Uh, you know, I, as you know, I don't root for anybody. That would be fun, like, uh, to have a you – know, everybody wants Lakers Clippers, which, you know me, I'm a contrarian. So to get something opposite of that and make everybody else mad, that excites me. Yeah. Um, so everybody would hate Jazz Suns. I can yeah. – I just think I listen to the Dan Patrick Show, and they would hate that series. And I, I just sit there and be like, "This is great! Like just Rudy Gobert, just mucking it up and blocking shots." And but I, I agree with you on Phoenix and and the Nuggets. Nuggets, I think, would be a contender, but Jamal Murray, they can't overcome that. This yeah, league, it's such a loss, really. Terrible news, and like, you need you need that point guard. You need you yeah, need but, a floor general. Phoenix. I think Chris Paul can still play at a high level. So I think they will get back next year, but you, like you mentioned, Devin Booker, he's never played in the playoffs. John Drey, never played in the playoffs. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges has never played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dario Saric and uh, Crowder, as you mentioned, have some experience, but they're reserves. They're not, yeah. you went in the playoffs. It's because your best players get you there. And exactly. I think they need to take a punch or two. Hopefully they can win around. Then get to the second round with this team this year. Maybe you lose to the Lakers. That's good experience. You come back next year locked and loaded, and you'll be more prepared to yeah. really contend for a title.
1: Oh, it's a it's a bonus for their franchise just to make it to the playoffs. That you're thinking about had the drought. You know they haven't been a they have been a good team since Steve Nash walked yeah. away. So yeah. you know for them this is this is excellent, and to keep Broker there, I think you know that this was needed, and Absolutely. you know that all stems that all stems from getting Chris Paul right? I think you'll agree with that, like getting that 100%. leadership and seeing what he did with OKC last year, that's, you know, that this is, you know, they probably took a look at that scenario and said, well, if there's one guy who could come in here and create a better culture and create a, probably a winning environment, it's probably that guy right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was available. You knew OKC was going to tank. Gilgis Alexander learned a ton from Chris Paul. Gilgis Alexander looks like a really good player. Booker was already a really good player, but I think he's better now because he doesn't have to pass and score all the time. He's got another guy to be an option. So c- credit to to Chris Paul for for doing what he's doing uh, on on a consistent basis. Um, but yeah, that I also had Portland just because Portland's always yeah they're always there, but they're never there if you do know I, I was you. yeah I was wishy washy because of the injury bug they had this
1: year. They didn't have a great year last year. They kind of just snuck snuck into the playoffs. But then I look back two years ago. Well, they made the conference final. They lost to a loaded Golden State team, obviously. Um, but and the and the nucleus of that team, McCollum, Lillard, and Nurkic, or if they're all there and healthy, well, they could be effective. But ultimately, they you know, they just they just can't seem to be that, and that's healthy. So yeah, if, if they can't, then they're 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 going to lose because you need those guys on a night in night out basis.
0: Yeah, I think they sit sixth right now. So. That- it would be, I think they, uh, season minute today, they play the Clippers, which would be interesting. Uh, Lakers nuggets would be another series, which, which, which would be interesting if obviously if LeBron or AD was not hundred percent, but yeah, is the NBA still top heavy, but I think this year it's a little bit more wide open because of Mm -hmm. injuries because of it being a condensed season and playing a lot of games in a short period of time, if a team's healthy, coming into the playoffs and playing well, they might be able to ride that momentum into a potential championship where the Lakers not, the start of the season are clear cut favorite. Maybe they don't win it because they've been banged up and they just don't have the reps to uh, compete with, with the jazz who have been mostly healthy all year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully spider can come back um, healthy sooner rather than later because he's a, like you've mentioned, he's a so much fun to watch uh, Donovan Mitchell, the way he plays NBA they're you're filled with younger players you know one and done in college they're always coming in and i thought we'd go through our top three players under 23 and as specific as 23 is kind of a cutoff age where you've played a number of years you can get three 23 you can play three four years in the nba because especially in a couple of years when one and done's over you can be 18 and play in the nba so 23 is kind of like where you're you're growing up you've at least played two to three seasons, and so. I thought we'd go through a list and we'll each go with a three, then twos, then one. So who, who do you have at number three for top NBA players under the age of 23?
1: Well, I think anybody who knows me says I was going to put this guy on my list. He's not my first, obviously, but he is, He'll he will make the third, he'll make the cut and that's Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And I the reason I got him on this list. He's athletic as hell. I, you, know, you can see that when he was coming out of Duke, he was just going to be, uh, he's just going to be a menace. Um, but yeah, athletically gifted, he's gotten better every single year he's been in the league. I don't think no one can deny that. And now it seems like his basketball IQ is getting up to where it needs to be to be on that star. I won't say superstar yet because I don't want to jinx it, but star status of you know being able to create for others and create plays around him. Um, and that all comes from having great players around him, which Jason Brown is. Jason. Jalen Brown is. Jalen Brown, You know, helped. I think he's getting up there too as for a dominant player, but, you know, Tatum is clearly the number one star in my opinion on the team. And, you know, he's getting every opportunity to lead and to be a leader moving forward. And it's crazy to think, but like, he's, this is his fourth year in the league, but he's, you know, he's 23. So I think that says a lot, like, like, like you said, like it's, it's insane to think that he has that much experience and more importantly, he's playoff experience. You know, he's never been in the league and missed the playoffs, which I, I think, you know, may not be because of him totally those years, but, uh, at least the last couple, he's, he's been a menace and, you know, he's just got, got better and better. I have people text me all the time say, I didn't last year in the playoffs when they were playing the Raptors. Well, I didn't know T- how good Tatum was. Oh, I didn't realize how good of a three point shot he has. Mm-hmm. So I just hope he keeps getting better. And, you know, if he can be that 30 point guy night in, night out, then that's, that's great. That's what I need from him.
0: Yeah. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, I, He's real close to being a superstar, in my yeah, opinion. And I didn't put him on my list because I knew you would. Uh, so I was just like, I'll be different. But if I'm being honest, he'd be on it for sure. He'd be high up because he's just, like you said, I think he's real close to being a superstar. LeBron and others have commented playing against him, just the respect they have for him. And obviously, he's a, a guy who trained with Kobe Bryant. So. Train with him. Kobe doesn't just work with scrubs. Uh, he clearly saw something in Jason Tatum. He named his son Deuce, which is a questionable name for me, but I'll, I'll let him <laughs> get, get a pass on that one. Cause it sounds like it has a negative connotation from jump, but you know, we'll give him a pass on Deuce, uh, but cute kid. Um, three for me, <laughs> three for me, I have, um, I have Zion. And I, I put Zion in because Mostly because he's a lot of fun to watch for me. Uh, defensively, he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> just, just flat out he's off. He's a little slow. He's a little slow, a little beefy. But in the post, he can't be stopped. Uh, they, they double him. They try to switch. And he's, okay, like, I'll just chew you up. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. I watched a lot of that game Sunday afternoon between the Knicks and uh, Pelicans. Him and Julius Randle are going
1: at it. be a good matchup, yeah.
0: Yeah, and honestly, yes, he was first overall, but if he can turn out to be as good as Julius Randle is right now, I think that's a really good career. Uh, he's never going to have a great shot, I, I don't think. I think he'll be okay. He's actually not a bad free throw shooter for the build that he has. I mean, it could obviously improve, um, but he's averaging 24 points a game this year. He needs to improve his rebounding. It should be better than it is, uh, in my opinion, just the way he attacks but i have him three just because i think he's improved like you said year over year and i think this year especially yes the team hasn't had great success but it's not all because i think he's a big reason why they've had the success that they've had yeah
1: no and and to your like i was just about to say he's my second pick so we were both on the same page with that basically love the way he plays love how you know he's just so aggressive you know, the one thing I always think about Zion, I'm like, well, with that body type and the way he plays injuries are just going to be something that you can see foreshadowing his career. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, I, I always, I never, never want to see that. You always want to see guys compete and play, but I, I just always think about that when I think about him. but the fact that no one's talking about how well he's, you know, what a great season he's had because mm-hmm. New Orleans obviously is like we said earlier, not they're struggling. Let's be honest. Yeah. And he's a part of the defensive struggle there as well. I'm not not gonna let that slide. But you know, when he plays Chuggy, he reminds me of these big body boys we used to see in the nineties, Carl Malone, David Robinson, these thicker, Chuck. like yeah, yeah, exactly. Chuck, Shaq, like these guys who are built big. Well, that's how he's playing. He's using that size, and it's obviously working for him. He's just been he's just an a menace down low. And if he can develop like a, a pretty consistent shot, mm-hmm. I I think he'd be, I think he'd be effective player. And I mean, he already is averaging, like you said, 20, 25 points, get that, get that shot and let's see, let's see how it goes. But obviously I think he's got to work on defense first and put the team first.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The team's only going to have success if the players buy in, he's got to do that defensively, but this offensive game is really improved year over year. And I think, I think he can develop his three point shots, never going to look pretty. But we've seen Lonzo Ball really improve his three-point shot, and it looked like he was grabbing something off the top shelf when he came into the league. <laughs> and now, now he's co- he's a competent three. Like you can't leave him open because he's no, gonna get yeah. down. So yeah, defenders respect him for sure. Yeah. So we bought you had him at two. I had two. I have Trey Young, and yeah. uh, this is a list. All my players on this list are just terrible defensively, and that goes against my MO. <laughs> Um, But Trey Young, um, terrible defensive liability uh almost right up there with jj reddick when it comes to the defensive liability mm-hmm. but and he turns the ball over a lot which is a negative but he can shoot from anywhere uh oh, you yeah. know he's, he's you mentioned steph curry having an impact on the game Trey young was playing at oklahoma and they only made it one round that year in the uh, national championship but i think he had 50 some points in the game and he'll shoot from anywhere He's averaging over 25, 9.5 assists a game. He see most nights, he gets close to a triple-double. And, you know, that's kind of – Russell Westbrook has ruined that statistic. But for a guard to get close to 10 rebounds a game and the way he's built, that's impressive to me. Again, the guy looks like he's about 170 pounds. He doesn't – he's not like – No, Russell he doesn't Westbrook look – He's got two heads for shoulders. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. – So. He's a lot of fun. I think he's a really underrated passer because he's known no more for his shooting, but he can distribute him and Clint Capello at the pick and roll have been really effective. And he's gotten to Atlanta to the fourth seed in the East. That's no small feat, you know, after a year where they didn't make the playoffs. So uh, kudos to him.
1: Yeah. You think about how scary he is, if he does become a better defender. And I mean, that, that could just take some time, uh, or he may never be that, that elite defender, um, that you know, that, he, that he needs to be, obviously, for that team. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, his playmaking ability, the fact that he's just he, – he can just shoot. He can get around guys easily. He's so small. He's quick. Yeah. He just – in and out. He, like, he just he just finds a way to, like, slither his way into the paint. And then you're right. It's like a – it's a bounce pass to John Collins. It's a lob to Clint Capella. And, yeah, he, that team is exciting because of where they could be in a couple years. Um, And the fact that they're having such a great year this year just speaks volumes to that, I think. But yeah, he's, he's left off my list, but uh, you know, when I was thinking basically when I was picking my third guy between him and Tatum, I'm like, well, one guy plays for my favorite team. The other guy plays for a team that's always gets my favorite team. So it's like, yeah, I got, I got to pick that one.
0: Number one, do we have the
1: same guy? We we couldn't say it at the same time if you want, but I think everyone knows who we're going to say, if you watch basketball, you know that this guy is more than likely going to be not one on everybody's list.
0: You
1: got yeah. Mr. Luca Doncic. Luca the magician Doncic. Yeah. yeah, as do I. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's you go on. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, so if anyone hasn't heard of this guy yet, he was traded, and what could be the, I would say the worst trade, not because of what the return is, but because what have, what they could have got. Right. I mean, he's this guy's a franchise player. He came in electric. I have it written down here. His numbers versus what LeBron's numbers were coming into the league, pretty darn impressive. Like, you put those two guys side by side, and it's crazy what he's done in such a short span. He's he's only in his third season, but he's averaging, like, what, Juggie, like 28, 28. 29 26
0: points? 26 points
1: a game. Yeah, yeah, and this is his third. Like, he shoots well. He's, you know, he's clutch. We've seen many times you've seen that you come in clutch in the late stages of a game. Yeah. Um, passing. He's a great passer. He's done, you know, he's been awesome and really that Dallas team is not like stacked or anything like it's him, Borzingis and maybe Tim Hardway Jr. Those are the only three guys I could just name off the top of my head, but they're in a playoff spot right now. And you know, they probably will make playoffs.
0: Yeah. I find it weird how the media has been killing them. I look at the Mavericks roster. I'm like, it's not that great. I mean, you got yeah. Willie. I love Willie Collie Stein, but it's your boy he's on the roster. Like he's, He's trash. I mean, I love him, but he's, he's still good. Um, you got, like you said, Tim Hardaway, a good story. He looked like his career was over when the Knicks him yes. out. He, he's found it. But Jalen Brunson, he's a pick from Villanova. He's never really gotten going. Um, but you mentioned he got traded for Trey Young on draft night. I think we were watching that draft together, if I remember Maybe. correctly. And it was so strange because they both made their picks. They both seem happy. Then they swapped them, you know. A minute later, and I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Because mm. they could have just taken, they could have taken Doncic, right? And it was, it was pe- peculiar for sure. But uh, Doncic looks, you know. Dallas knows how to get their Europeans. They had yeah, clearly. They had Dirk Nowitzki, my guy for you know generations. Um, you know Finals MVP. I won't go through his, his resume. It's pretty. It's pretty decorated, but. Um, yeah, Doncic is fun to watch. He's a an elite player. Again, defensively, he could definitely improve, um, like Trey Young and Zion. But um, he he's the engine of the Dallas Mavericks, and they're gonna go as far as he can take them. Yeah,
1: I mean, you just hope that this guy has the the career that uh, that Dirk has had to your to your point, and mm-hmm. can get them back to that you know that championship fold. Um, and I think. You know, I have no doubt that he will because he's just that good. I mean, sometimes he looks a little puffy. I will say that, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's just about doing what you can to get yourself back in shape. And I think he has no problem. I mean, looking at his resume already, he's a Euro League MVP, he's a Euro League uh, Finals MVP, and Euro League Rookie of the Year. The guy was the guy was made to play basketball. So yeah, I that when that trade happened, you were like, uh. This is just, this is not good, but credit to Atlanta. They still got a great guard. So,
0: yeah, it wasn't like they traded for, you know, uh, Anthony Bennett, uh, the and yeah. they did get yeah. a guy yeah. who looks like he's going to be there yeah, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <Anthony laughs> Walker. Um, so we mentioned, we've gone through a lot, t- a lot of t- touch on a lot of different teams, but I thought we'd pick one team each. That is, could okay. be a surprise playoff team that maybe could make some noise. Maybe will cause a little stir could be from the East or West. I didn't, you know, want to put any uh, shackles on you. I think we'll both have different teams, but who did you, who's your team? Who's your surprise playoff team to look out for? Yeah. And we, we talked about them
1: already. And I think it's because of what they did last year, but I, I have Miami again. Right. And that's just because they're, they're, I mean, it's like we said that they can play the three, they rebound, they, they play well defensively. Let's just be honest. And I just love their team. I just, you know, they got I think in the starting lineup the other night, they had two geezers. It was Ikodala and someone they picked up at the deadline. Oh, that's gonna bother me. But anyways, just just two, two older guys. And I'm like, that's that's interesting. Like, you know, out of all their team that they they go get this experience because obviously this experience paid off for them last year. Ikudala, right. you know, maybe he wasn't a centerfold when it came to that team, but he was he was productive someone in the playoffs. Yep so you know you have those guys on your team and I think with that kind of build I think it's just made to do an upset you know yeah we talked about them you know probably not doing well against the Nets team or a Philly team let's be honest
0: but anybody else was a, they can take them oh
1: yeah and if there was any team in the Eastern Conference to do it it would be them let's just be honest yeah. so so that's yeah that's that's mine like they Bam, like I already spoke about him, pick up an old depot. Great guard. You know, if you know, if he has a great attitude, I feel like he's a great player. So when he's on a contender, he's probably happy.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a player that plays better when he's on a contender. I think in Houston, exactly. it was kind of like playing in Buffalo for a while in the NHL. was a <laughs> the dark it's there, you yeah. know, losing 21 in a row, however, many like it was it was dark there in Houston for a while. I also have a team from the east. And I don't think this team's going to go on a deep run, but I think they could do something. And it's so against my nature to pick a big market team, but this team's um, been a big market, and they've been a a doormat for about uh, 30 years. Uh, You know, they've been haven't been relevant since Michael Wilbon once said, "Patrick Ewing." Um, I got the New York Knicks as my surprise. They just have something about them. I Julius Randall is an infectious guy. Cause it's hard not to like him. He's always got a big mm-hmm. smile on his face. He looks like he's always having fun. I like that in a player, Derek Rose. He's still really productive. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. his career was over off the bench. He can play. They got that quickly kid. He can, he's a good little player, Reggie mm-hmm. Bullock. Again, they have a bunch of guys that are kind of cast off, but they remind me of the Florida Panthers in hockey, where you look at their roster and say, how the hell is this team winning? But Mm -hmm. they just do it. Uh, R.J. Barrett has improved a lot. I think he's having a good year as a pro. He's finally got some good players around him, uh, which helps. Even Nerlens Noel, I think this might be his fifth team, but he's playing some minutes for the Knicks. Mm -hmm. Do I think they'll win a championship? No. They could probably go out in the first round, but if they're the sixth, fifth seed, who knows? You know, if if, um, they could make some Milwaukee against the Knicks, I think that's an intriguing series potentially. Yeah.
1: No, I I don't, and I love that they brought it up because it's probably the one one of the only teams that we never brought up uh, in the podcast yet. But yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, like Alec Burks, you know, he's he's a you know a, probably an eight or nine year pro, but he's got a good game there, and he seems to fit well with with uh, that cast of characters, like you said. But yeah, Julius Randall, can't say enough about this guy. He is a, he's a walking triple double now um mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where he just flipped the wrists. I don't know if it's eating better training better but he just has had a phenomenal season and looked like us to be honest he's looked like a superstar um but yeah no uh, that, that's a good pick and you know what they would match up okay against a Milwaukee I think and you're yeah. probably thinking oh how like you know like all this well you know what if it's just honest out there well who knows maybe maybe an RJ Barrett
0: and Randall
1: uh, combination go off and they just kind of, they find a way to beat them.
0: Right. And you, you like Randall take Giannis and you take your chances. You know, you got, you say Barrett yeah. quickly. Could you guys score 30 tonight combined? Maybe that's enough. You know, you just get enough bench scoring or mm. I, I like their bench, you know, Derek Rose On a given night, he can score 25 off the bench, you know, not every night, oh, yeah. but he can get hot. He can still get really hot and be productive. So who knows what the Knicks, uh, mm. but it's good. It's, it's nice to see them be relevant for, because they haven't been oh, yeah. forever. And it, you know, it's it Zion said the other day after the game, he loves playing in New York. Well, who loved playing in New York more than Michael Jordan? I mean, it's mm. good to see this team be competitive at least and be back, you know, with the Celtics with the Knicks playing well, it's, it's, it's always good 76ers uh, you know, those were the teams of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Having good battles. Maybe we'll see that um, down the line, even with James yeah. Dole running things. Yeah, I love the fact
1: that you see these teams like the, the Suns, who haven't been great in a long time, the Knicks, who have been a doormat, like you said, for what feels like 30 years. Um, I'm, I'm blank. Oh, Atlanta, who hasn't been good yeah. in a little while. Like now that they're kind of coming alive, and these these other teams that have been just okay, subpar, maybe make the playoffs, they're kind of dying away a little bit. And, you know, we get to see some new life and some new faces. So I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, if the Bulls could turn it around, then it'd be like the old days again. But the no, Bulls are getting sure. better, so we'll see what happens there. We'll wrap up the pod by picking our MVP, and this this is a tough one because there's been so many injuries mm-hmm. and guys have missed a lot of times. So you got like LeBron, who's probably out of it. Kevin Durant was never involved. Harden was playing great, but now he's injured. Yeah, um, who do you have as your MVP right now in the league? Ah. Uh, I would say before he got injured I,
1: I would have said Harden actually he would have been, he would have been my choice. Just he just had a phenomenal year in all in all aspects of the game. He's even not been played like I've watched him a couple times. He's not even played bad defensively, which is, you know, the whole, the team itself is not a great defensive team, but yeah, 25 points, 8 uh, rebounds and 11 assists. I, I think that gets you an MVP nod at least every time you do that. So, yeah. I you said that's your pick as well.
0: Yeah, if he, if he didn't get help, if he didn't get hurt, he would have been my pick.
1: Okay, so who's so who's your who's your guy?
0: <sighs> See, Jokic will probably win the award because he's played every game. He had a great game, he dropped forty nine last night, he almost a triple mm-hmm. double, double overtime win over Memphis. Um, but he, he's missed time. But when he's playing, he's dominant. I'm going to give it to Joel uh, okay. B, because when he's on the floor, I just think he's. This year, for a lot of the year, you could say he's the best player in the NBA. Obviously, Kevin Durant's been hurt and LeBron and Davis, what have you. But he's right there. I, I think mm-hmm. he's – we mentioned Julius Randle buying into nutrition and just committing to the game. I think Embiid has done that as well. And his right. three-point shot, his defense, his uh, leadership, I think it's there and the 76ers just have a different aura to this team than they have in previous seasons.
1: Yeah, they just feel dominant, and obviously holding that number one spot all year is just—it's just done it for them. And but I feel like yeah, they're playing with confidence. They're playing the right way. They're deep, and you're right. When MBB playing, he's an MVP caliber player. It's going to be interesting to see who gets it. I, I think Jokic, like you said, I think he's going to get a nod this year, which is very, very deserving. I think he's had that type type of year, especially now. Watch watch that Murray's out watch I think that he elevates his game it's kind of like a Crosby Melkin scenario where he knows he's got to pick it up for his team at least to get to the playoffs and then you know we'll see after that yeah, yeah. so we'll see but uh yeah I agree Embiid he was our I think he was our number one pick when we did uh in our last NBA podcast yeah. yes. so that just shows you the longevity of how long he's been such a great player for
0: no, um, I agreed. Yeah, he was both of our picks because he was just – missed some time, but when he's on the floor, he rarely has a bad game. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, that was fun. Go through the whole – and we, I don't think we missed it. We missed some bottom feeders, but they're not worth our time. You know, Sacramento, we couldn't fit you in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, sorry.
1: Uh, sorry, Anthony Edwards. you never yeah, I never going to mention on this one.
0: Anthony Edwards uh, didn't know who A-Rod was, and A-Rod <laughs> the team, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, um, it is actually a <laughs> uh, credit to Anthony Edwards. Cause A-Rod socks. Um, I didn't say that, but, um, yeah. What Shay, what do you got on the go the rest of the week? Uh, not
1: a lot shaking. My good friend, uh, Brandon Cormier is down to, in, in my part of the town. So I'm probably going to have a, a say or a drink or two with him and, you know, see what he's up to. But other than that, gotta, you know, cheer all my leaves because clearly they need me because they suck now. Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, everyone, uh, that's a, that's a typical Leafs answer from, you know, a couple years ago, but now we're more confident, and mature. Um, but no, I just wanted to shout out my grandfather. It's, uh, uh, it's a 70th birthday today. So happy birthday, pup. I love you. You're an influential man in my, in my life. And, uh, I hope you have the best today, today, and I hope to talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, no, uh, happy birthday, Alan, 70 years old. Uh, just hoping to get to 23. That's the goal of this year. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I want to get to, to the blank 182 uh, territory and then go through that tough year and then come out the other side like you have recently. So um, yeah, I got for me just got the interview and then actually it's exciting Saturday night. It's um, UFC 261. Uh, Masvidal will be fighting Usman in a rematch. But it's um, a full crowd for the first time in over a calendar year in Jacksonville. I that. So that should be interesting to see uh, how they do that, if there's masks and whatnot. But, um, you know, live crowd at UFC events. So that, that I think it'll be horny to get in there and get going.
1: Yeah, I think for, for that sport in particular, you think about how they feed off that energy and the crowd booing them or cheering them on. Right. I just, I, I think it's going to be amazing. And I don't watch a ton of UFC, but I think I'm going to buy the pay per view for that night just to, just to get a, a, a normal, a normal viewing of a sporting event, I guess. I didn't watch the Texas when they allowed everyone in there because I, yeah. But, anyways, but yeah, no, but to, to see that in in fold and to watch those matches is something I think I'm going to take part of as well. So, no, it's exciting.
0: Anything else uh, other than the big, uh, the big, big podcast coming up? Um, yeah, just some regular, you know, uh, housekeeping stuff, different podcasts, um, work, um, it's going to rain. So I'm not going to really be able to get outside much. Probably like you yeah. said, watch, watch, uh, watch your lease uh, David Riddick getting the start tonight, not Jack Campbell. Ooh. So, and, uh, I think your boy, William Nealander missed curfew, but they're still going to play him tonight. So he, here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a great, yeah. Way to say, what to say to your word there, Chief Keef. Yeah. I would have much rather him miss the game even as a fan of him. but like, yeah, we don't, that's, that's another story we can get into, but Chief yeah. Keef lay, lay your, yeah, lay your shield down and don't let
0: don't let him play if you're going to say that. Agreed. Um, So in regards to next week, we're going to keep you guys all on your toes. I have a few ideas. I'm going to pitch to Seamus after the podcast, but We'll be talking about a show next week. Don't worry about that. We'll be back on it next week. Um, We're not going to be talking about succession because we're not going to let HBO beat us. Uh, I let (laughs) HBO beat me watching Game of Thrones. I'm not letting that happen again. Um, So we'll we'll be back next week with a new show, but for Seamus and myself, hope you guys are all doing well. Enjoy the nice weather while you can, and we'll talk to you guys real soon. Take care.